Blog Talk Radio. to give our new, our guest today, Cara Peterson, I forgot to give her uh, the call-in number, so that's always fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> She's calling in right now. How have all you guys been doing? Has it been good? waiting for Cara to come back, come on right now, she, you know, it's tough to get back on the saddle, isn't it, it's a little tough, a little rough, but not to be too bad, so you guys been doing well, any, any good movies you've been watching, you know, just, we're going to date ourselves today, I mean, we're not going to take ourselves out to dinner or anything like that, but, uh, today is the two-year anniversary of Kobe Bryant's death, the two-year anniversary. I was living with somebody uh, two years ago, uh, like a lot of us, you know, were during the very beginning of the pandemic. And I remember distinctly the moment I found out that he died. I just started crying. You know, I mean, I've been watching him play since I was a kid and followed his career with Michael Jordan, watching its competitive edge throughout this entire thing, and just to see it end in a snuff. Kobe Bryant was was an incredible individual. Um, you know, so what's interesting is, is the, the lack of empathy from people who really don't understand what, what significance people have, not not to just your life, but to existence. This person goes, uh, you know, why are you sad? You didn't even know him. It's like, well, I don't need to know the guy to feel sad. I mean. The guy added a great deal to this world, and and, uh, and you could argue adds more to the world than I do. I mean, certainly does, to, you know, monetarily. So it's a, it was a big blow. Uh, two years later, you know, a lot of us, have, you know, I think the best way that I've heard mourning described was, um, it's like a backpack full of stones, and through time, it doesn't get lighter, but you get used to carrying it. So, yeah. So on his two-year anniversary, it's nice to just mention his name and, and how much he means to all of us. You know, give us a call. 
563-999-3418. And we'll discuss a little bit of it. So we're going to bring on Carl Peterson in just a second. Um, but I wanted to uh, give you a you know a little piece of uh, history. You know, I really don't talk about myself at all on this show, and I've been doing it for about, I think, about 10 years now. But I've been training and teaching martial arts since I was a little, little boy. And I started teaching professionally when I was 17, 16, 17 years old. I was teaching people three times my age. In my life right now, I'm the, the fourth youngest grandmaster in my style's 2,000-year history. That took a lot of hard work, took a lot of hours, a lot of training, a lot of dedication. I own two of my schools that I closed, closed down before the pandemic. You know, my whole life was really putting into that, even though I am a writer. I'm a writer. That's my main thing. I'm a writer, director. But I always knew that I could write and direct and also teach martial arts at the same time. Hence the reason why I love talking to stunt people. I think, I think we have a lot in common. You know, not only do we work in the inter- entertainment industry, but we're also very physical. So it's one of the reasons why I like talking to these particular human beings, because I think they understand that world very well. But let me digress. So I was listening to this reporter the other day, and uh, they were discussing about how irresponsible this person was. He or she doesn't really matter. About their having... They're having... Um, Mask fatigue. You know, I'm tired of wearing my mask, and I'm tired of all these, uh, you know, restrictions, and I'm tired of this, and I'm tired of that. And listen, I get it. I totally get it. I don't think I don't think any of us want to, you know, put on a mask before we go into a, a market, or put on a mask before we go into a party, or. Be in a situation where we're surrounded by people and that one person who's not wearing their mask, you're you're just a little put off by, you know? (laughs) You're like, hmm. Or that person who just covers their mouth but not their nose as if, like, that's helping anything. I don't think any of us wants to be that way. But the word fatigue really annoyed me. And let me explain why. So as a martial artist, I remember being very, very young, and uh, my grandmaster saw something special in me. You know, I, I don't really can't say what it is, so it's really him to say. But I was training with a, a couple of really high ranks, and we were doing this one particular exercise that was so monotonous. I mean, so monotonous. It, I mean, it's it was driving me nuts. And he taught us exactly how to do it. And we repeated it several times in front of us. And we're going we're gonna to do it like every single... I mean, we're going to repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. We're not going to stop. And I keep on going, I keep on going. I keep, and I see him leave the back door, close the back door, lock the back door, go around the building. I didn't think go around the building, but he went around the building. <laughs> I saw him in front of the school, look in the window, and just kept on walking. He just walked away. And my brain went, well, now you can ease up. Well, he's gone. Yeah. There's no reason to try that hard. So this was my inner dialogue. It's going on. You can, you, can, you can stop working so hard now. It's fine. He's not here. And it kept on repeating itself, repeating itself, repeating itself. 
And I realized right there and then that this is the devil. (laughs) This is my devil. You know what I mean? Because what it's insinuating is the reason why I'm doing all of these things and everything is because of this person. When that couldn't be farther from the truth. I'm doing it for me. And I'm doing it for my family, my, my friends, because it's making me a better person. And who do I want to be? A better person, to be a better friend, a better son, a better father to my future children, what have you. I want to be better. I want to be the best. I want to. I want to. I want to. It doesn't matter if he's watching. It matters if I'm watching. But this persistent voice in my head, and I realized that that voice was my devil. Oh, you don't have to be nice. Nobody's watching. Well, that's, that's the most important time in the world to be nice. When it's not going to be documented. Or to give that money to the, the homeless person. Because nobody's because you have no TikTok views. You know, it's like, that is the best time. So going back to the pandemic. And talking about fatigue. We're all fatigued. We're all tired. Why are you doing it? Why are you cut up your mouth? Why are you six distancing? When you're going on the set, why are you being careful about what you do the night before? Because you care about other people and you care about yourself. It's the same reason. And that little devil in your brain is telling you, oh, nobody's looking or it doesn't, it's not going to happen to you. Really? All the people I know that say, it won't happen to me, it happens to them. So I'm not telling you anything. It's not my job to tell you anything. But I would be extremely careful with how your your brain is functioning during the pandemic. I don't think any of us are, are, are you know, perfect minds on our perfect sides of our, our lives. So just, just be tempered. Be careful. Think before you act. Watch that, quote-unquote, fatigue level because everybody's tired. I don't think you're the only one tired. And just be responsible. And this thing will be over before you know it. And I know it's been lasting, you know, over two years, but we need it to be over with. <laughs> we need to be over with or else... You know, I don't. I don't think young people even know what like. A, I don't even know how they compliment women anymore, because they haven't seen a woman's like mouth and teeth in like years. So what do they say? Like, you know, when women are not going to wear, wear be wearing masks, what are they going to say? You have a great left molar. <laughs> like, I feel sorry for those guys. All right, that's enough of me jabbering. Let's bring on Car Car Peterson. I, I love that name. All right, let's give her a little clap. Hello, Cara. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. We haven't we haven't spoken in in a in a a little bit. I know since the beginning of COVID, I think. <laughs> That's the way we're going to judge all things from all time. Yeah. Our our ancestors yeah. had JFK's death, and we're going to have COVID. Yeah, we have we have. BC before COVID and after COVID. <laughs> you know what? I didn't even think about that. We got BC and AC. Oh my gosh. We do. That's you so know, I, 
<laughs> I know. I mean, it's pretty pathetic, actually. You know, it's never positive things. It's never like, you know, um, before your favorite movie, after your favorite movie, or before your favorite concert, right. after your favorite concert. It's never like that. It's always like before the death of the moon and after the death of the moon. It's like, really? Yeah, some, something traumatic has to happen in order for us to gauge our life events. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I do like the positive perspectives of, of existence. I don't know why we focus on that. But I guess, you know what? I'm wrong. I do know why we focus on that. We're, we're negative ninnies. Uh, but, you know, I was going to yeah. sleep last I was going to bed last, last night like normal human beings do. And uh, I was thinking of, of your name because I always want to put an O right after the sun. Oh, Peter, yeah. Peter's yeah. son, you know? I'm you know, Danish, you know. so it's yeah. Peter's Danish. Because your, your name strikes, yeah, but it strikes me as like the most Irish name possible. Carol, or yeah. Peterson. Kara Peterson. I mean, if you were like called mm-hmm. like Shasha Ronan, I mean that that would be like way more Irish than yours. But like Kara Peterson. Uh, hello, like I'm, hello, I'm Kara Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking last night. I'm like, that's that's the most. But you're Danish. Well, Danish, I'm sure maybe there's some Irish in there somewhere, but that's where the E-N comes from, is the Danish. Ah. Well, so we had you on. We had you on last time. We we loved talking to you. We're going to remind our audience, uh, because we have a lot more people from around the world that are listening. I watch a lot of my analytics, and we have people from, like, Iraq listening and Russia and Greece. It's very strange, you know. You, even the way the brain concepts information like that, I, I just think to myself, I'm like, they know English? It's like, yeah. it's so ignorant. It's so ignorant. <laughs> like it's, well, I mean, in America, we don't, we don't really, most other countries have to learn English as, right. as just part of their basic education. And we, right. our, our second language is like, oh, you can have it as an elective for, for two months in junior right. high and right. that's it. Well, every time I go to Europe, I always feel stupid because somebody's like, you know, parlez-vous français, sproken Sie Deutsch, you know American? It's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like did, you just show me, did you just show me your resume? <laughs> yeah. 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 We should take a lesson from some other countries and learn yeah. learn other countries besides English. Or we're not you know, the most dominant one. You know what's interesting is I was reading the other day that the the two most democratic countries in the world right now is Germany and Japan, hmm. and and it's funny because they were they were the Axis during World War II, and they're the most democratic countries because they they took after our stable because of the laws we elected during World War II. They are the two most democratic countries, well, the top five most democratic countries in the world. And uh, yeah. that is, that's, yeah, life's a little strange. It is very strange. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Maybe say? we can learn a thing or two. Maybe we can learn a thing or two of how it's really supposed to work. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe we left back a little tab or a little bookmark so we can go back and look at it and go like, what yeah. was, our, was, yeah, it, what yeah, was yeah. the example we left behind? But I was going to ask you, how have you, how you exactly. Exactly. How have you been during COVID? How, how has it affected you? And, and how, how have you been through this, like, last two years? You know, it's been, it's been okay. You know, I'm really grateful. I know how um, much worse it could be for me. So I'm very grateful. 
Um, but it's very, it's very stressful. I mean, having, having, you know, worrying about family getting sick, worrying about getting sick and testing positive and not being able to work and, you know, not being able to be with family and friends. And it's, you know, it's very isolating. But then on the other hand, at the beginning of, I think the last time we talked, I was just about to have shoulder surgery. Right. And that's something that I really needed, but probably wouldn't have done if it weren't for COVID and everything having shut down. So I got my shoulder fixed. And now I'm, you know, I'm so glad that I did. And I'm back to 100% and tumbling and lifting. And, and so I'm very grateful um, that that happened. But it was, it was very, very stressful. And 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 hard, but I know that it's been a lot worse for a lot of people, and I'm sure yeah. everybody has their own stresses and chaos during COVID. And I I ended up getting it. Uh, I got it in 2020, and then I got it uh, this year too. And you know, it's like I I don't go out and you know go to clubs and party. It's just especially right. this time. It was it was just almost unavoidable and you know and like I'm, I'm vaccinated and I'm and, you know I try you just try to do the best you can and right um but I'm okay and it wasn't too bad I think you know having having the vaccine I think helped and now it's just okay we just gotta move on and I think one of the most stressful things is just making sure that like I I don't want to get anybody else sick but right. then it's also, you know, like our livelihood is is being able to test negative so that we can go to work, right. and and so that's like a that's a whole new set of rules or or hoops you have to go through if you want to work. So right. it's like just another added added level of like, oh my god, every time am I going to test positive? Or... Well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't you want you to get it. Yeah, I don't want you to get into anything political as we're, as we're about to – I'm about to talk to you about something right now. And I don't want you to yeah. put your position as a, as a stunt woman or a performer in, in any way, shape, or form um, in, a, in a weird position. But have you seen or heard of, of any of the maybe anti-vax terms or people who refuse to wear masks, who want to be on the set, who want to take those jobs, who want to be stunt people? Because I have not heard any of that. Uh, necessarily of performers. I, I've I've seen some actors walk, walk right off a set, like on soap operas yeah. and what have you. But in the stunt world, have you seen that? Um, I have had, you know, there's definitely uh, some resistance from a lot of people, but I think it's ultimately like if you don't want to be, most shows now are you have to be vaccinated um, or you can have some kind of like medical exemption, but right. um it's kind of like, especially for stunt people, as unfortunately as expendable as we are, it's like if, if you don't <laughs> want to follow the rules, you don't have to, but they'll find somebody, somebody who will. Um, right. So I think I think I think ultimately that's what it is. You you don't have to like it, but you just have to do it. Like you were saying before, like none of us like wearing masks, getting tested every day, or having to go down out of the way to get a test before you go into work. But that's just the way right. that it is. And if you want to work 
which right. you know I do. <laughs> so right. you just you just you follow the rules and you do what this is this is our this is our reality right now and 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 so that's I think anybody that doesn't want to just risks not being able to work unless you like you have some kind of if you're like the the lead of some show you know um right but right. i think it's so much bigger than just one person so if if one person doesn't want to be you know vaccinated on an, a fully vaccinated mandatory vaccinated show or doesn't want right. to wear a mask when that's the rules it's i don't think that they would be allowed so i haven't seen a whole lot. I've I've heard complaining and resistance, but not like a whole lot of people that just like won't do it. Which is no. I, I I grew up in the uh, the AIDS generation. I remember I was a little boy, and my my mm-hmm. mentor died of AIDS when I was thirteen, and it was the really? big it was the big eighties. Yeah, it was it was. I mean, it, I, the day is like imprinted imprinted in my brain. It was a day that uh, um, uh, Pierce Brosnan was turned down from 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 007 because he was still doing uh, uh, his one TV show. It was that day where I found out. I was like, oh, my God. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> right? But being, being a kid, I don't think I saw the resistance. I think that might have existed. I, I just think everybody was, like, yeah. so scared they played ball. Like, it, it was condom right. time in the world. Um, right. You, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, everybody, it's condom time. Um, yeah. So I, I I did see a a, a, cha- a global change in the way people behaved, the way people responded. It never went back to the same way. Always stayed yeah. like with it in the back of your mind. And for people mm-hmm. to think that COVID and this this pandemic is not going to be the same way is it, it, to me is a little naive. Like you're you're being a little yeah. naive because you know what I mean. It, right. things, these these things imprint in your mind. They change the way you behave. I don't think I, I'll ever go to a public place and not just be a little careful. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe I won't grab, grab a handful of those barn beer nuts or, or something <laughs> like that. Um, totally. Like it totally opens, you know, I talked to my sister the other day and we were, t- we were talking about something we did at a, you know, at a bar and how you just like drink someone else's drink and not think anything of it. And now right, knowing right. what we know now, you're like, Oh my gosh, I would never do anything like that again or touch somebody like uh, that you don't know. It's like, you definitely have that. At least right. I do, you know, thinking of things differently. And, you know, I don't think that, I don't think COVID is ever going to go away. You know, it just, it, it right. mutates too quickly for us to ever full and, and not enough people, uh, are are vaccinated to make it just completely go away. So I think it's going to be, we're going to have to deal with it like we deal with the cold and the flu, like maybe getting a shot every year or right. something like that. But it 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 definitely, for, for me for sure, has changed the way that, you know, think about things, wash your hands a little more. Right. <laughs> you, don't, well, you, know, you, you had it twice. Things. You had it twice, yes. and, and you are married, right? You, I mean, that's that's. I'm I mean, not I, married. I know that. No, oh, not you're not married. married. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm not married now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for even no, saying that out okay. loud. That's okay. That's <laughs> okay. My, my boyfriend can listen to this and feel the pressure, maybe. <laughs> hey, really? What's his name? Tyler. Tyler. 
Tyler, if you're not anyway. marrying Kara, like I don't know what is anyone going on with your brain. I don't know what you're thinking <laughs> about. I, I don't know what your hesitation is. She's a four foot eleven firecracker. She she lifts she lifts weight that's heavier than me. If you're not marrying if you're not marrying this woman, then you need to go get a cerebral cortex check. Hurry, just hurry up. <laughs> just hurry up. And by the yeah. way, when the wedding happens, yeah, maybe he's scared. Yeah, maybe you are scared maybe of her. He thinks Is that so. the reason maybe why? Maybe he thinks I'm too much of a firecracker. I'll smash him. You think I'll so? Push him. I think I, I would yeah, think that a, a guy like him, like Tyler, would find that attractive, and would, would think that's an awesome, uh, you know, attractability. In yeah, person. I, I sure hope so. I think so. I, I, who wants? You know, I remember somebody was said maybe a couple, a couple months ago. They're like, you know, where a woman's place is is in the kitchen. And I'm like, really? A, a woman's place is in the kitchen if she knows how to cook. I love cooking. I, I mean, I'm a cook myself. Like, I love cooking. Yeah. It's like, if you can't, you can't cook, get the hell out of my kitchen. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? But, you know, yeah. so. I got this. Yeah I, yeah, I got this. I can cut my own onions. Thank you very much. So, no, I, you know, yeah. I mentioned earlier, you know, about the martial arts. Like, we, we love strong women. And I, I think, you know, considering that you and Tyler are together, I think this guy likes strong, strong women. I, I think, I think we as men sometimes we need a little bit of an initiative or a little bit of a push or the, the old adage is what are bad things that yeah well what are bad things that have have to happen for people to change? It kind of changes the way your your brain kind of analyzes information. I think that kind of kicks mm-hmm. in. So I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing it'll happen pretty soon. I'll take the I'll take the beef by the way at the wedding. Okay. Okay. You got it. You got it. You know, I was so happy to see um and Tyler I wasn't joking by the way. I'm not being facetious. Marry marry this woman, hurry up. <laughs> uh, I'm not being I'm not joking with you. I'm not being facetious. I will call you on the phone, I'll i I'll call your family, I'll make sure this happens. Hurry up. <laughs> but I was I was uh I was wondering about your, your shoulder uh your 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 shoulder surgery because I saw you lifting that weight uh with that with that uh I mean I I, I would you have like two plates on each side and the bar is like 45 pounds? I mean, that was pretty heavy. You were deadlifting that, wasn't it? Weren't you? Yeah. I think my, I don't remember which post up all the time. I think right now my, my one rep deadlift is like 270. Um, but yeah, I had a really good surgeon, Dr. Knapp at Curling Joe's. He's the best. And, nice. And then I had really good, physical therapy, Argo PT in Santa Clarita. But uh, I had really good people around me, and it just helped me. You know, and I, I had to put in the work, too. You know, it was like three yeah. three times a week, two hours every session. It was a lot of work and not always fun and really frustrating sometimes. Um, but I'm really, really happy with the results. And, and but yeah, like you said, like I'm – back to lifting overhead and I don't have to think about it anymore you know I used yeah. to have to like favor it or oh, I don't know if this is gonna hurt me or right but I have learned now to I really pushed myself and it was hurting and I just worked through that and now I'm you know a lot more I'm a lot, a lot less of a like oh just tough it out you'll be fine Right. Kind of a mentality, and listen to my body. If if I if something hurts, I have to just say, okay, well, is it tweaked or does it feel injured? Maybe I can just take a couple of days off, or is it something that I maybe need to take a closer look at? 
um, because, you know, ultimately you don't want to be out for longer. Sometimes it feels like, oh, if I, I don't want to take a couple of days off, but if you would have just taken a couple of days off, then you wouldn't be out for a month or more or whatever. I think it's very, very odd that, you know, physical, physical activity will teach us lessons a lot, a lot faster than disappointment and mental anxiety. Whereas if you hurt yourself, the next time around you go like, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to listen to my body. I want to be a lot more careful. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm really just going to pace myself. But if you like have a heartbreak or a divorce, a lot of people, they don't go like, you know what? I'm just going to be a lot more careful. I'm going to think this through. Yeah. I'm going to be a lot more patient. Like yeah. they don't do that. Some people just go in yeah. dead on the way they did before, but there's something about same that physicalness. Yeah. So, yeah. And, which is why they repeat the same mistakes. But there's something about mm-hmm. something physical that says, you know, that physical pain, it's in your face. It, it's yeah. right there. It's, it's evident. It, it's very, we're yeah. very odd humans. So, well, we're, uh, we humans are. are odd, I should say. Humans are very odd, yes. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's something that, like, uh, when you have, like, a broken arm, you can't really ignore it. But if you have a broken heart, sometimes you can distract yourself with a rebound or something to, you know, you're really not healed, but if you just cover it up, you can, it's a little easier to brush under the rug. Look at that. I think I we, I think we just, I think we just saw something there. I don't know either. I don't know either. I mean, I, I know a lot of times where I've had a breakup and people go like, Oh, you know, what did she do? I'm like, I don't know what she did. I know what I did. Yeah. <laughs> I know what, I know what exactly. I won't be doing again. You know, I don't care what she did, <laughs> you know, because right. I'll never have to think about exactly. her again. She's gone. You know, she's, she's not in my life anymore, but I know what I did. Yeah. And I, and I yeah. promise you, I'll never do that again. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. And, and I mean, with relationships or with all life experiences, that's how we grow. If you don't take little bits of your life experiences, especially the bad, then you'll never learn or grow or learn not to make the same mistakes. I learned that for every relationship I'm in, even if it didn't end poorly, just the fact that it ended, it's like, okay, like, well, what did I do here? What did he do? What did the other person do? What, what could I do next time or next, the next relationship I'm in, I'm going to, you know, if I see any of these red flags, I'm going to, you know, move, move away from that or, or really pay attention to it. I'm not going to just ignore it. Right. Right. If you don't don't change. Right. You're, you're doomed to repeat the same thing over again. Yeah, yeah, again and again. And sometimes it's hard because you don't want to change or you don't – It's it can be scary, but – You know, you know, you know what's interesting about that is, is, you know, a lot of people say – and I used to say the same thing, that I hate change. I'm afraid of change. Yeah. But if I were to tell you right now that you'd be the exact same person in the exact same place in 10 years from now, that would be the scariest thing you'd ever you'd ever imagine. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, what, I want to be the same person. I don't, yeah. yeah, it doesn't but. mean that you don't like who you are now, but I think what, like, nobody's perfect, and we can always grow, and we can always learn to be better and use our past experiences. And even if they're really bad, like, especially in the example of a relationship, even my, even my worst relationships, I wouldn't change because, as hard as they were, they made me stronger. They made me 
different and in a good way, you know, you, you learn from those. So I, like you don't ever want those experiences to be different either. Right. Now let's, let's go into a little bit of, of your, of your work here. Now, after your, after your, mm-hmm. so, your, your shoulder surgery, you know, how long did it take for you to go back to work? Cause we were still so in the middle of COVID. I, Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there was like a good six months there when there were really like no shows going on. Um, I think I only turned down like four jobs near the end of that six months. But I, I would say probably um, I got my surgery in May. So I think I went back to work after like six months, but really easy, like really easy stuff. Uh, right. But then about, I think about at the eight-month mark, I was still working on mobility, but I was able to tumble. So I did a, a tumbling job, uh, and that was, you know, about eight months. But I would say it was like a full year before I felt like I had strength and mobility at, back to, you know, 100%. Hmm. Uh, hmm. And I think I had a little bit of um, my surgeon, I had a, a torn capsule, and I had a fractured humeral head and I had, you know, I had Whoa. to shave down my bone and a rotator cuff tear. So I had a lot done. And I think mm-hmm. he, knowing what I do really tightened it down. So I ended up having like a, a little bit longer um, recovery just with getting my mobility back. So maybe right. somebody that didn't have quite a, quite as much of tightening done would, would have been fully recovered at like nine months. But right. I think it took me about a whole year to get back to 100%. But I went back to work at like eight months. I remember when, you know, I had a surgery and my doctor shaved down uh, some of my bone and my, my foot. And that was oh, when he yeah. said that to me. Yeah, when he said that to me, he's like, well, we're going to shave down this bone right here. And I'm like, I'm You're sorry. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what exactly are you talking to me about? <laughs> yeah. Who's going to shave my bone? <laughs> We're just gonna shave your bone now. You know, I was thinking about you yeah. uh, just the, just the other weekend. I was watching uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife at the at, uh, the, at the theater, and I, I know that you you uh, doubled McKenna Grace and, and Captain Marvel. My, you know, my question yeah. I want I wanted to ask you was, you, as a teacher, I know how it feels like to watch you know a little person become an adult. And uh, McKenna Grace, yeah. right? McKenna Grace was like literally yeah. a, like a little little kid. And that that movie, yeah. not to say she's not anymore, but she's really not. She's, I mean, she's much older, and she has a yeah. song at the end. Yeah. She has a song in the end of Ghostbusters. Does it does it give you that um, same effect? Yeah, I mean, it's really cool because that happens a lot with I double yeah. kids and kids grow. So, unfortunately for me, I don't get to follow them throughout their career unless they stay at five, four eleven or five feet tall. <laughs> most of the time, that doesn't happen. Um, right. But it's just really cool to see, like, oh, my gosh, I remember when when they were, like, itty-bitty and, and super small. And um, it it's kind of makes me proud. And I, I also just doubled uh, Julia Butters. Uh, oh. She was the little girl in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I yeah. doubled her in a movie called The Gray Man. And she's, it's the same thing. You know, she's still a teenager, but just to go 
been seeing her as this little, like, like an eight-year-old or this tiny, tiny thing to, like, blossoming into this really brilliant actress with so much range and so mature. It's it's really cool, you know, to see, like, you know, having, like, a, a sister, yeah. a, a little baby sister that you get to watch grow, and, and so that's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, because you've worked, you've worked with some of the, uh, I would say, some of the, the big stars that are, are alive today, right now, that, who are, you know, were children when you first met them that are now adults, you know, working in their own fields. You doubled a lot of them in a lot of their shows, from Nickelodeon to Disney to what have you, didn't you not? Yeah, yeah. A lot of, a, a lot of these little kids get their start on the, the Nickelodeon or Disney shows and then go on to do great things or Broadway or, you know, all kinds of impressive, impressive uh, feats with their career. So it's really, yeah. it's kind of inspiring, you know, to, because I know how stressful it can be to work at, at my age as an adult, but thinking, yeah. you know, how quickly they have to, to grow up and, and learn in in such a short amount of time or, or even just you know being 10 years old on a movie set and having to work all day right. long it, it, it's it's right. pretty crazy I remember, I, I remember talking to you last time you know and I, I was like see these are the you're the kind of person that that I admire you're the kind of person that I that I look at and go like this is this is a great person because you're you're you know I mean, kids can yeah. smell Kids can smell bad people from a mile away. You know what I mean? You you know that about kids, yeah. and they're very blunt. Like a dog. Yeah. You're like a dog. Like if they didn't like you, you would never be working yeah. in this field like like the way you are. But you work with all these people. They all love you. You work extremely hard. I, I've seen you being thrown through a plaster wall, um, and and you're like you're riding dirt bikes and you know lifting 500 pounds and. Doing things that, that most men that are like you know twice your size could not do and would challenge you to, and you'd laugh at them. Uh, and you're very sweet. You're very kind. You're very sweet. You're a great communicator. What is what is it in your life? Do you think that you could attribute that to that that hard work, that hard ethic, that that kindness, that the kind communication, the desire to not want to be liked, but to kind of like straddle the line. Oh, yeah, like make wanting, I do, I think we all want a certain amount of approval, but I think just the way that, that I was, like, brought up, my parents, we, I, they always, they didn't just give me things, you know, we, we learned to earn them, and if you want something, you have to work hard for it, you have to earn money, you know, and learning how to be responsible with the money, and, and then also, like you said, communicating is, is something that like my mom especially has been has really driven into into our family and it's it's something that's so important with every relationship professional you know personal any kind of of relationship it's so important to just communicate and uh, uh, therapy i i've been going to therapy for almost all my life you know since i was like 15 years old and just even if you don't have anything really uh right terribly wrong it's always always want to be better and I always believe that I can 
be better and, and, you know, working on trying to be more patient or um, trying to be more flexible with things. So just trying to improve on certain character traits and, and knowing that if you're not a friendly person right. or not pleasant to be around, people aren't going to want to be around you. And that goes into, you know, personal and, and professional. Like if you're not a friendly person, that's kind of go with the flow or a team player, then you're not going to get hired for, for certain things and, right. and for jobs because people aren't going to want to be around you. You spend a lot of time with the people you work with. So you want to make sure that you're somebody that's pleasant to be around for, for a long period of time. Right. Well, you, 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 you mentioned therapy, you know, and what's interesting about therapy, I, I love therapy myself and I've been in therapy myself yeah. since I was very, very young, but I was trying to yeah. talk to a friend the other day because she doesn't want to go into therapy. She's never been to therapy. She doesn't want to go into therapy. And I'm like, why not? She goes, well, you know, I, I just don't think they're going to believe me. I think they're going to think this. I don't think they're going to think that. I'm like, I don't. I don't think you know how therapy works. I'll be honest with you. Right. <laughs> because, yeah. right? You know what yeah. I mean? Because you're thinking they're going to make a ham sandwich like out of like, you know, a pig, a pig and like a, a loaf yeah. of bread where it doesn't really work that right. way. How, 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 yeah. how has therapy helped you out in your life according to the work that you do and the communication you do with other people? Well, I think, you know, it's, it's changed from, from when I first started, you know, I was like, uh, kind of an asshole when I was a teenager and so I really? started going with with my mom yeah I, I I just a teenage girl just trying to find my way and and <laughs> and taking it out of my mom so I I did sort of reluctantly want want to go to therapy or she wanted to go to therapy so I went with her and then um it kind of just grew into like, oh, this is, you know, this helped helped us with communication. You know, it's especially with two people, it's good to have sort of a mediator in there. And then it just grew into, um, like maybe I'll start going by myself or just that little bit of like a nudge of of confidence. You know, I I started going back when I was in this really unhealthy relationship and I didn't know how to get out of it, and so I right. I just that my the significant other at the time wouldn't go with me. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to just go by myself and, and see if I can move, like figure out what to do here. And I, I did, I, I, I got the confidence and independence to, you know, make the, the decision. And it's like you said, it's really scary to change and, and right. how, how, what's going to happen. But if I'm making the wrong decision, but just having that support, to what you know whatever you do whatever you decide it's not it's not like a therapist is like you can't do this you can't do that it's really just a a place to talk to somebody who is has an unbiased opinion you know sometimes even if you talk to your family or your friends they already have in their mind something made up uh about a person or a situation so it's it's always good to have somebody that you can talk to that has a clean slate and and as far as the way that it in our business there's a lot of pressure to be a a certain size or skinny enough or small enough at least for me that's been some of the the biggest pressures 
Um, And that has helped me kind of navigate through, therapy has helped me navigate through all those really tough, um, I guess, self-confidence issues of, of finally getting to a place where it's like, you know, if it's, if it's right, I, I will I will get the job and but I'm not going to change myself to if I if I lose a job because I'm too big then it just wasn't meant to be the right. the fix for that is to not just try to get smaller or skinnier or whatever I want to live my life first and and right. and work work kind of falls in second and it's really hard especially in our industry to to learn that balance because especially at the beginning you're trying to get any job you can and and when the phone rings you go and so turning down work you just get into this rhythm of of I can't turn anything down because then I may never work again if I turn work down and and so trying to find that balance of yeah you know what I had this I had this uh, really important family thing planned and I'm not going to miss it. I know I'm I'm going to miss a day of work, but I'm not going to miss this really important time with my family, you know, or, or certain certain things that maybe at the beginning of my career I would never have even thought about skipping right. work for. Um, but just trying to trying to always find the balance, and, and, and therapy really has helped sort of find that. Not that I, I still don't feel that pressure of like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna, <laughs> how am I gonna, how am I gonna figure it out? But it just kind right. of helps talk through the situations and and figure out the balance and and of each each scenario. You know, inevitably every every once in a while something comes up that you're like, you know, it'd just be really great to talk to somebody about this. That right. that could maybe. This, I could I could relieve them, and maybe sometimes you don't want to talk to your family. Maybe you feel like they're sick of hearing about you, and I, I'm sure they're not. But you know, sometimes you're just like, I don't want to bother everybody with my problem all right. the time. So it's nice to have <laughs> right. someone that's it's literally their job to do that. Um, right. That, that's what's I've great had, about I've, a I've been lucky. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You've been lucky. I was, I was just gonna say I've been lucky with with good therapists. That that have I have felt comfortable with and that have helped me and I know people that don't like therapy because they had you know one experience with one bad one and then they just won't right. go back. It's like, well, just give it another try. Try something <laughs> else. If you get a good therapist that you like and you're comfortable with, then it's just easy. You know, it's just easy to right. talk to. It's, that it's just a very strange attitude, by the way, to, to go like, well, I had a very you know bad experience. I've had I've had bad experiences with certain therapists too. I remember I went to a therapist yeah. and, and it, you know, it was for an issue because I grew up, you know, with a learning disability. So I was, I was a little angry. I was, a, I was a little yeah, angry. Sure. And this girl wanted, you know, this woman, when she wanted to work to my, she wanted to work my temper and where I was coming from. And uh, I said, well, I'm a writer. I write, I write novels. You know, this is my, this is my thing. And this is before I ever wrote a script or anything like that. And she goes, well, yeah. You know what if what if you never write a book? I'm like, well, that's that's a misnomer. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna obviously I want to publish a book and get it done, but that's not re- the reason why I'm here. I mean, it's for other issues. She goes, uh, well, well, what if well, what if you never? Get, I mean, there's a chance that you can never be published that you'll never write a book. And I'm like, yeah, that's not why I'm here. <laughs> I'm here actually for a different reason. And she keeps on going and yeah. going, and she keeps, she gets meaner and meaner and meaner. And I go, you know what? I think we're just yeah. done. 
I think we're just done. Yeah. And I you know, sometimes yeah. sometimes it's just like a like a class of personalities or a different way of communication. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it, I didn't take it extremely. I mean, I obviously I remember the story like 15 years later, but it's just an example sure. of, right. It's just an example of like, yeah, sometimes the puzzle every, pieces don't just fit. Just like if yeah. you don't, if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend and it doesn't work out, that doesn't mean right. you're going to date again. I went, I went on, I went on a date. We didn't get along. I'm going to find another girl. It's it just, you know, yeah. it's not like I'm like, okay, I'm done exactly. dating. I'm done. That's it. I'm I, never dating again. I know people say that all the time. And like they're dating somebody within a week. It's like, shut up, man. Yeah. Shut up. People do that yeah. about therapy. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, therapy doesn't really work that way. Let me ask you, is, is would that be a red flag to you? If like you, if you were with somebody and you were having an issue and you, and they said, well, I don't want to go to group therapy. Like, let's just say you're going to get married like tomorrow. And you're like, you know what? Let's go to a group therapist and, and just work, work this little thing out and just figure this out before we get married. Would that be a red flag to you if somebody said that to you? I, I do. I, I think so because I just think how, uh, to me, like communication is just the most important part of a relationship. And if it's like if you can't talk to me, if you're afraid to talk to me, like if we're supposed to be spending the rest of our lives together and – being completely open and honest with each other. Why are you afraid? What is? What are you hiding? What are you afraid that is going to get exposed in this session? You know, if, right. if we have issues, you know, getting married or having a baby or to some kind of big life change isn't going to fix it. You have to fix the root of the problem. And most of the time it can be talked through like if you, you mis, you're misunderstanding what I'm saying or, or I'm angry and maybe I'm not saying it the, the right way so I need to communicate it better and if we can both understand then we can you know have that synergy and, and figure it out together and if you're not willing to for one put in the work I, like right. I, I what's the point because marriage is work relationships are work but if right. you're not willing to put it in, then, then why bother? And, and two, if you're not willing to figure out what's going on, why are we, why are we going forward with this relationship? You know? Right. Cause easier we're not seeing eye to eye. Done, but... I know. No, no. Yeah. It, it's actually easier done than said. I'll be honest with you because, <laughs> you know, I, I would think that if you love somebody or if you want to be with somebody, especially for the rest of your life, that you'd put in that work. Yeah. But you, you put do in that anything, interest- right? Can you, 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 yeah, exactly. They would do anything to date you. Why wouldn't they do anything yeah. to, to keep you? You know, I think the, a lot of times yeah. what the problem with a lot of guys is, is they would do anything to be with you, anything to get that first date, anything to get that relationship right. moving. And they forget that they should consistently and constantly date you. Yeah. Like, like every day, really? every week, every month. Yeah, just like... I mean, put the yeah. same work they put into before, the same work a month, a year, two years, ten years into it. I think they forget that. Yeah. And they become a little complacent. Yeah. And they're like, well, I already have you. I already have the milk. I don't need to, like, you know, like, pet the cow anymore. It's like, listen, first of all, stop calling me a cow. <laughs> and number two. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> how dare you, you son of a gun. And number two is put in, put in the work. I mean, what are you going to be like when we have kids? You're going to be like, you know what? I just came back from work. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm tired. Like, who's not, what, I flew here in a helicopter? 
Like it has so. to be equal. It has to be you, you each work together. And like yeah. you said, like, especially if you have a kid, you know, those things are hard enough without the stressors of, of bad communication or, or anything like that. So you have right. to be able to work together. And like you said, I mean, it goes for girls too, you know, like, they're like, Oh, I don't want him to see me angry or, or emotional. So I'm just going to pretend to be this perfect person. And then, you know, then after a little while you let the true colors come out, but you have to, right. you know, we're not perfect. Everybody has their yeah. ups and downs and, and, right. You have to kind of uncover that stuff. Right. If you want to be together. I, I, I told yeah. a, a one friend of mine, I'm like, you know, I'd love it when women tell me what they want. Like, you know, if they want roses or if they want pearls, it doesn't mean they're going to get it. But I love it when they tell me what yeah. they want because instead of, you know, making me guess. Guessing. Yeah. Or, or them saying, oh, yeah. you know, I don't want anything. And you know damn well you want something. Yeah. Like just, yeah. you know what I mean? You just, didn't, if you, you didn't get me anything, I'd be even more mad. <laughs> rather get a bad present than no present at all thank you i mean give me like one of those you know uh, like one of those milk cartons that sounds like a cow when you turn it upside down i mean it's anything <laughs> yeah. it just just put the work yeah. or make me just put the work in please just do anything yeah um yeah you know another question That's i wanted to ask communication too. Yeah. How, I mean, you, how, am I to, how am i supposed to know what you want or what you yeah. want me to do if you don't tell me? I'm not a, I'm not a magician. I'm not a mind reader. Yeah, I, I, I prefer when you come home to not look at your phone, to put it down, and to hug and kiss me first, and then you can go back to your phone. I'd rather you don't just sit down on the couch and go straight to your phone, put that shit down, stuff down, excuse me, and then go <laughs> give me a hug and welcome me, and then put put your, go back on your phone. It's fine, but you know to not lay those things out. That, go ahead. Yeah. That's uh, totally fair. Yeah, that's fair play. I mean, that's that's just communication. I mean, there are we mm-hmm. could always talk about things that are like you know like insane, but you know I think those are fair communicative. You know, just pans out there. But uh, you know, another question I want to ask you that's actually quite personal. But it, it, have you ever you know gone to? I mean, I'm pretty sure you have. You know, being four foot eleven and probably like ninety eight pounds, uh, you're 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 tiny, but you're you're buff. I mean, the muscle weighs a lot. Have you ever gone through that body dysmorphia period in your life? I have. Yeah, I hmm. really had a lot, um, especially like maybe 2015. Um, hmm. I had a, uh, I struggled with with eating and, and binge eating and, and overworking, like, working out was my, was my binging and, and, or was my purging and, um, and then just trying to find that piece, I guess, of, of, I think at one point I was like a hundred and like 15 pounds, which for me, I was, I wasn't quite as muscular back then. So okay. it, I just looked different. My body looked different, and I felt, you know, and then I would do crazy crash diets where it was, like, not eating anything for a month. You're eating, like, 500 calories a day, and, and then 
you know, Shut still training up. and training and then, yeah, really unhealthy stuff. And then it turned into like binging and purging and really, really, really unhealthy, but even more than physically unhealthy, super, super mentally unhealthy. Yes. And, um, and it, and, and, and for me, like that's, I, I finally, uh, I, you know, like I said, I was in therapy, but I went to a specialist that, that specialized in eating disorders. And I would just mm. felt like I was at the lowest point, um, of my life. Wow. I, I, you know, it was really, really hard. Um, but I, I, I started doing therapy and I, I also started to do CrossFit and, and also, okay. uh, an environment CrossFit is an environment where like strong and like big and like thick is, is good and it's sexy right. and it's, it's desired. It's, it's embraced in that, in right. that kind of world. And I come from, uh, the entertainment industry where it's very, you know, on the outside glamorous and it depends a lot on your appearance and, and literally your weight is asked of you every time you get a job and, you know, having to like lie about it or be ashamed of that or, you know, being always like, oh, you're like, you're, you're too thick, you're a lot bigger than the kid, or you're a lot thicker, your hips are a lot wider, you know, it just starts to to wear and to break you down. And, and that's what happened to me. I, I felt so much pressure to be as skinny as a 12-year-old, which right. is just impossible, you know, like, I mean, right. I mean there right. are some people, but um, I, I took it personally that I, like, that I was a, a I was fat if I wasn't the same size as a 12 year old. And, and so then, like I said, like therapy and CrossFit has been a a cathartic therapy too. And, and just being in a different kind of environment where, where strength is, is embraced and not having like, Oh, I don't want to lift more than like five pounds because I don't want to, I don't want to get bulky and I'm only going to do cardio and I'm not going to eat carbs. And and now finding out that that's all wrong. And, and, and now doing weight training and lifting heavy weights has completely transformed my body into, like you said, it's much, I'm much more uh, like dense. My muscles are, are, are more prevalent. And so it's more, my body has changed into you know, you burn a lot more fat when, when you have lean muscle, and, and that has been something that has really, really helped me. I gotta, I gotta be honest. Find, you're, 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 find you're really that blow- you're, you're blowing my mind with the, you know, what what people find attractive because you're saying it's more attractive in, in the in the CrossFit world. I, I can't imagine it not being. I mean, a strong, powerful, intelligent woman. In any field, martial arts, um, stunt industry, gymnastics, which which you were part of your entire life, and uh, you dance and all these, I would think that that would be the most desirable thing in the planet Earth over, you know, like some waif. Not to say that's yeah, a bad I mean, thing, by the way, if you're listening right now. No, I'm not saying sure, that's a bad but, thing. I mean, I'm just, you just, if you look at, like, what we used to, I mean, it's the, the, um, culture is so much different now in our society you know uh, um, curvy and full-bodied women are so much more not just uh, accepted but appreciated because that is so much more relatable to everyone than some right. super super skinny stick model that 
it's unhealthy and on diet pills and smoke cigarettes and drink diet soda all the time, you know, like <laughs> that used to be what was sexy. And, and now it's not now like strong is right. sexy and strong is beautiful. And so, um, it's not, it's not just CrossFit, but that was the first place that I really truly felt that, um, that way. And now right. I'm kind of at a point where like, I want to be, you know, I, I have like a, I have a big butt and, and, and I like that and maybe, but maybe it doesn't work so well for doubling a little boy. You know, most of the time it can, it can get hidden by a pair of baggy jeans, but right. like I'm at the point where I, well, I would rather be my, you know, again, like work life is first and work is super important, but not more important than my life. And I want right. to be, I want to feel good about myself and I want to be confident. And if I'm, I'm not going to stop squatting as heavy as I can, and I'm not going to stop trying to get stronger. And, and if I lose a job because my butt's too big or because my arms are too muscular, then, then I'll lose that job. But I, you know, I have found that it's, it's made me, it's reshaped my body to be, I feel more petite now because I just feel a little bit more solid. Right. And, and it's, but that that wasn't something that just happened overnight. It was a lot of a lot of work to get there. But I'm so much happier now too that I don't put. I mean, I still do, and I, I put that pressure on myself. And it's easy to kind of get sucked back into things, which is why I still right. still do therapy to try to stay on top of it. But I'm I'm so much happier when I can just take that pressure off. Of, of just enjoying my life and trying to find the balance and it's a it's a const, it's constant work you know but it, it there's really so much more pleasurable when you don't beat yourself up all the time you know now that you know related to this subject matter here so you know a lot of us are you're not on TikTok but you should be of course because everybody else in the everybody else in the sun world is so you should definitely be on it's TikTok but true. <laughs> I was looking at you today I'm like why is she not on TikTok she has so many reels that she could put on here that people would just love and Amy's on there and Haley Wright's on there. everybody's on there I don't know why I know. You're on there. Yeah. so uh, but I, you know there's a lot of times I'll, I'll find these women that are I mean their bodies look like crazy crazy um like i mean like i don't know what in the world made you kind of like like so fit and like they don't even try sometimes and really really beautiful and then you get these trolls that'll go like you know go eat a sandwich right like is that is that like first of all what makes you know i i understand that they're trolling and and they're you know, they're not mentally healthy, which is why they're saying the things that they're saying and mm-hmm. and what have you. But what is it about that you think is about society that wants that very thin, very voluptuous woman, but at the same time, they also resent it? Don't be too skinny. Because, yeah, I mean, you're never going to make everyone happy. There's just yeah. no way. And, and, and there's always, like you said, trolls that sit behind their computer and it's easy to talk like that when you sitting behind a private account that no one can even see your, your face. You know, if that person, I guarantee you if that person was face to face with the person that they're talking about, they would never say anything. 
it's cowardly and it's, you know, I, I personally tried cause I, I've even had a little bit, I had some, I had posted a picture of a, a, an actress, me and an actress and we were in like, it was a kind of a poofy dress, mm-hmm. but somebody wrote like, well, why are they, why are they fat though? And, and that like what? crushed me. Cause that was in, I was kind of in the middle of all of my right. sort of already feeling really bad about myself and, and feeling overweight and, and then to have a stranger say it too, you know, that's something that you're the most self-conscious about in your life. Somebody validates it. It just like crushes you. But right. I think now if someone were to say it, it would still really hurt me. But to just know that like you, you have to just Stay in your own lane, follow your heart, be the best version of yourself that you can be, and and just know that there's you're never going to be able to make everyone. If somebody doesn't like you, maybe they think that you're too nice or you're annoying because you're you work out too much or whatever. You know, like there's just never going to be anyone. There's never going to be a way to make everyone happy, and if you just can learn to to not take that personally and, and just follow what makes you happy and always treat people the way that you want to be treated. You know, and I, I really try to, to do that. And sometimes they fail, but learn and grow from those experiences too, but really try to think about like, if, if I were in this situation, how would it, how would it feel to, right. to say something like that or to, you know, and, and I think that's just, I don't want to have that nasty energy anywhere in my life, you know, giving or getting it. And I don't understand how people can be so mean online. It's really easy to talk about someone, you know, while you're just sitting at home. Like, oh, even if you're just like watching a football game, you know, and you're like, why didn't you do that? Like, why didn't you catch that pass? Or you idiot. And, you know, while you're sitting at home with your bag of potato chips you know like <laughs> you, you just you, you, it's like really easy to talk about somebody else when you're not in their situation and we don't right. everybody's situations are so different and we don't know what each person is going through in their own lives so it's not really fair to make assumptions or, or judge people like that I, I really try to live my life by the, the four agreements I don't know if you've yes. ever read that book I was Oh, yes. It's like, it's, that has changed my life too. You know, really trying to. Excellent book. Not take things personally. Yeah, it is. Don't make assumptions about things. I really do that a lot. I'm like, well, that person did this and I just know that they're going to think this. And I say, well, no, you don't know that. So it's like, my dad always says, don't borrow trouble. You know, don't, don't jump to conclusions. Don't make assumptions about them because then you've just wasted all this energy and. Right. You know, and just try to do your best and not take things personally and just be the best version of yourself. And if somebody doesn't like you that's that you haven't personally done anything to, then, then that's on them. And if you feel like you have wronged someone in that way, talk about it, apologize, communicate. You know, I, I don't – I feel bad for people that don't live their lives that way and that they they feel so small that they have to – be mean to others to make themselves feel better. It's a really sad way to, to live. Right. Well, you know, we, we, we got, you know, very deep. We're, we're, we're running out of time because I have to let you go in about 
20 minutes now, but, <laughs> you know, uh, I really appreciate you talking about this. This is, uh, I think, a very important subject that, uh, that a lot of young people need to hear, especially from somebody as tough and as experienced as yourself. Um, I think this is one of the greatest things about, you know, have a, having a bright mind, being articulate, and also understanding how, uh, how therapy works and how it's affected you. So I really appreciate you opening up and, and talking about these subjects. Um, yeah, I did want to talk to you a little bit about your, uh, your, your up-and-coming career, the, the things that are moving on after COVID and what have you. What, what was the first Thank job you worked on? You know, it sounds so it always sounds so stupid to talk about this stuff after what we just talked about. I'll be completely honest with you. Yeah. I'm about to talk to you about movies. I'm like, it sounds very lowbrow to like move on from that to this. You know what? You know what? Yeah, let's, I, I, uh, let's I, turn it around. Let's talk about some happy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's a. I'll be honest. It's a very tough subject. I, I I'll tell if you don't mind. Let me tell you a personal story. I remember, you know, I was I was, I was going with a uh, a student. Uh, with their family, and she was one of my top students, and she was, you know, a 4.4 GPA average student, and she was like a black belt at a very young age, and beautiful, and had everything going for her. And we went to the movies, so I don't remember what it was. And the woman behind the, and I worked at the AMC when I was a little boy. This girl was in the ticket counter, and she has a, a microphone that basically she can hear everything from five miles away. And we get our tickets and we walk away and uh, we didn't get far enough. And she goes, uh, God, can you believe how ugly she was? I'm like, what? She goes, she, she, like her, her skin was so disgusting. Like she had pimples everywhere. That's what she said. And her father just looked, looked at me like, oh my God. And I looked right at that ticket counter and she looked right at us. Like she can hear her. And I looked at her and I just said, I, I said out loud with, with my voice. And I'm like, I, I have actually never been so humiliated in my life. And that's the most gusting thing I've ever heard come out of somebody's mouth. Like that is, that is so odd to say something like that. And I got in my car and I went home. Especially I'm when like, someone can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Like if, you, if that's within your heart to behave that way at such a young age, and yeah. this is before TikTok and, and Instagram became famous. Yeah. Like, if this is, like, within your heart and this is how you see people, yeah, I don't really want to know you all that much. Like, I don't care how old you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you that's need... the red flags we were talking about. <laughs> exactly. It's like, whoa, whoa. It's like, you know, I, I would think that, you know, I do believe that everything is from the inside out. You know, of course, we, we would like yeah. attractiveness. Of course, we want people to be fit. But I, I would rather have somebody who would, wants to work on themselves, that puts in the work, rather than somebody who just feels like they, they got it. I got this. Right. I got this. It's like, no, I don't think so. Yeah. 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 I don't think so. Yeah, like, nobody's perfect. We can always be better. And anybody that thinks they're perfect is most likely not. No. Yeah, most likely not. We all need a little humility. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Narcissists are the worst because they think that nothing they do is wrong and they'll right. never change because right. nothing is their fault. Well, speaking about mm-hmm. that, <laughs> let's do a transition here. So what was the first job you worked on after your sho- shoulder surgery? What was the first show? Well, I I- yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I think it was um, Danger Force. 
Scorpion show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like a Henry Danger spinoff show. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think that was my first one. I doubled this. He, he was like a, was like a recurring character called Little Dynamite. And, um. <laughs> is it sad that I, is it sad that I've watched that show? No, it's great. It's great. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think I just worked like a couple days on that. And then I think that was pretty easy. I think it might have just been really easy, like wire stuff. Because um, he's like, is he like in a jet pack or something? And then the first, then I did, I, I worked like that, that same week, I think I worked on a, a, Apple TV show called Astro. I don't even know that it has come out, but I I got yeah. judo thrown by a a kid, and I was so nervous because it was like the surgery arm was the one that was like getting pulled, and you know it's it, it, it's fake, so I I'm kind of making the momentum myself, but the kid still has that arm, so I was like, oh gosh, I hope I don't rip my shoulder out again, but it was fine. I survived. Oh no, it hasn't come out yet. I, uh... Let me see. It stars uh, Gary Daniels, Marshall Hilton, and uh, Courtney Akbar. No, no. Let me see. Let me see this. I want to see this. Oh, that looks so awesome. Oh, that looks awesome. It looks like it's cute. Yeah, it looks cute. And then, yeah, I just, my, uh, I think then it kind of, uh, things that was like Chris, around Christmas, I think it was November. Okay. So then things kind of slowed down again because, of, of the of the next surge uh, right. from COVID, the, the Omicron, yeah. um, and then yeah, well, no, this was in 2020, so that was like the end of 2020. My surgery was in May of 2020, and then I worked in no like mid November 2020, right? And then so th- I think things were a few shows were just starting to come back at the end of 2020, and then. Uh, there was like a surge of the of I don't even think the Delta was maybe it was Delta was around back then but this was like in 2020 and then I ended up getting sick I don't know where I got sick from but I was like you know I was like I went to Whole Foods I went to get my flu shot that guys I don't know I wasn't I was like wasn't going out but and you were wearing your mask I got it and I yeah. I got it, and my boyfriend didn't, so we had to, like, quarantine from each other over Christmas. It was so sad. Oh, it was awful. Um, wow. But survived. It was it was really scary because, like, the vaccines weren't available yet, and, um, you know, just worrying about, like, my family and every, like, a bunch of people I knew had it, so just, like, worrying about every day is, are you okay today? Are you okay today? Um that was like, you know, really, really, really scary. But yeah. uh, and then I think the first job that I went back to after the new year uh, was in like mid January was a tumbling job, and I hadn't done any like any tumbling, bearing weight on my shoulder since before my surgery. So I was like, all right. He, the coordinator asked if I could send in some like some tumbling videos like as an audition and I was like yeah I guess I went to the park and I just took a gyms weren't open there wasn't anywhere to do like open gym workouts yet and and so I just went to the grass and I 
did a round off and I was like, okay. And then I did a round off by hamstring and I was like, okay. And then I just added a few more and a few more and I was like, okay. I think I'm, I think I'm ready. And, and so that was like beginning of January. Uh, I was able to tumble. Like I said, I still had kind of a ways to go with like strength and mobility, but I was able to bear my weight on my, on my shoulders. So I felt like I was, I could go back to work and not worry about, worry right. about just my shoulder. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I I know what a lot of the verbiage means, but you did utility stunts in Avatar Two. What 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 does utility stunts mean opposed to stunt double or stunt work? Yeah, you. I would just say sometimes they just name things funny. Um, utility just means you kind of will do whatever. Um, a lot of times it can mean like you. Maybe you rigged one day, maybe you performed one day, maybe you, um, you know, did some water safety one day. It kind of just means you did whatever. And an avatar, uh, I just worked one day, and it was uh, on a stage, motion capture stuff. Um, so it was just, you know, you're just in a suit, and you're just kind of doing, playing a nondescript character. Right. Just, it's not, it's not any, I'm not doubling a specific person i'm not playing a specific part it's just kind of, you're kind of just in there doing whatever they need you to do but as a stunt as a stunt person well, so like for that it could have said jump performer. i imagine they're not going to tell you anything been. about avatar 2 <laughs> you know to be in a, yeah. It's, yeah. it's been so top secret for such a long time yeah yeah and i, I mean that was a long time ago that was like yeah <laughs> 18 or 19. Yeah. Or you, you and I talked about that in the last episode. That was episode. DC. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. DC. I know. I remember. You and I talked about it last episode. I listened to our episode. Yeah. And then I, <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. And I think they went, to, I want to say they went to like New Zealand or Australia or something to shoot some like exterior stuff. Yeah. New Zealand. But I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm like, I don't know when that's supposed to come out either. But I know, I know the people that were on it were on it for like year, like two years yeah. at, at the stage, just shooting. And that can be brutal. I, I, I was happy with my day, my one day, because then <laughs> I, still, I still got to work on it. But right. I like being able to be on stage sometimes or be outside sometimes, but being on a stage every single day for two years seems really monotonous. That would, I would actually go crazy, I think. You know, I, I, I don't know. I know, like, I know. You know? I was like, oh, my God. I think yeah. that's the problem. The, not, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say that's the major problem with COVID, but it, it's that it's, you know, repeating itself. And I, I know people got really angry at Tom Cruise when, on Mission Impossible when he went nuts. I don't know Yeah. yeah when, when everybody got COVID. But can you imagine doing Mission Impossible for, like, two years in a row? Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I, I, mean, like, I mean, the, the only, I mean – the only saving grace of stuff like that is at least the scenes are different and you're in different locations and there's probably some pauses in between there. So maybe like as a stunt person, you could work on something else, but right, like right, being right. on stage in motion capture, you're just like in the suit all the time, indoors, right. <laughs> Monday through Friday, just seems, you know, I'm grateful oh, you- for whatever works comes our way, right? That that, right. that would be. Well, if they were if they were doing the the Star Wars prequels during COVID, I think people would like literally go nuts. 
I think people would be like, yeah. you know, they would just quit right off the job there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Was, so what, we, we, so other than the gray man, which we talked about earlier, what are we looking forward to in the future of, of Tara Peterson? Um, gosh, how do I remember? I do so much like day playing stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Gray man should be pretty cool. Um, I did, I did an episode of Fear the Walking Dead where I played a little part, uh, Really? And I died. Spoiler alert. Um, so that was <laughs> that was fun. I don't I don't even know if it has come out yet. Um, I worked. I did this uh, pilot called Adopted. I think it might end up being like a, a made-for-TV movie, um, uh-huh. but it has you know, Bruce Campbell uh, in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that maybe it, it will is come my- out. It is much late as a TV movie, yes. Yeah. Um, I I got to work on this kind of really innovative project uh, where it's live action, but everything's shot on a green screen. And then uh, his name is Matt. He goes in and he uh, animates over top of of you, of, of the actual live action stuff. Kind of like and Sin it's City. A really cool, kind of yes. Um, it's it's very similar to that, um, but hmm. it, it's really cool. And and so he was just it was just kind of a um, like a sizzle project, you know, just like we're just trying to get some a few shots so we could pitch it to to maybe some productions. But that was a really cool, you know, innovative thing. Uh, right. That was fun fun to be a part of what's um, the name of that project um i think it's called the bad guys but i yeah. don't know if that's just a working title or right you know of course it, if if somebody wants to buy it and call it something else then <laughs> then they will and um they have at it, yeah. oh and I, I yeah they also i also doubled uh um on they're doing a Live action, fairly odd parent, and so I got to double the the lead girl on that, um, Audrey. So nice. that was a, that was really Aud- fun. Audrey Grace Marshall. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and I was just watching um, the flight attendant the other day, and she plays Kaylee Cuoco's like younger version in like the flashback stuff. I was like, oh. It's it's Andrew. So yeah, I got to got to double her for a bunch of episodes, and that was that was really fun. Looking forward to see see that because it's it's live action, but the fairies are animated. So seeing that all come together should be a lot of fun. Oh my God, she's tiny. Yeah, she's tiny. She, I mean, she already grew from from like episode one to the the last episode. We oh, shot. that's hilarious. She, yeah. <laughs> she grew. I mean, these darn kids, they keep growing. They outgrowing. Well, I'm like, I can the, only be, I can only put lifts in to be like five one. You got to stop. <laughs> you got to I, I saw the one picture they showed and like, she looks like this little, little thing. And then I see this other thing and she literally looks like an adult. And I'm like, what? 
What's yeah. happening? Yeah. Like, what's they happening do. here? I mean, it's those formative years, they go from like 12 to 15, and they've changed so, so fast. Oh, my God. You, you, let me ask you a question because, you know, they, they've done this a million times on, on TikTok. You know, did, did you have like a, a cute young period, an ugly, ugly medium period, and then a, then it glow up like a really great like adult period? Were you, were you one of those? Because I did. I was a really I definitely was – well, I was really – me too. I was really, really cute when I was little. And then, yeah. like, I don't know what age. Like, I was still in gymnastics, and I was, like, had braces, and I had this – I had, like, too many teeth, so I had this big – I had to, like, pull teeth and, like, space it out. I had this big gap in the front, and I just was, you know – not not very cute but and then I felt I felt like I was like a maybe a nerd in high school and then just after high school maybe sort of blossomed but then I I felt like I had a hiccup where I was like downhill and kind of back up again you know I guess it just all all, always goes now I'm like okay now I just have to stop getting wrinkles you know okay stop getting wrinkles Yeah, I'll do my face masks and get my facial, my skincare regimes all the time. Wrinkles are a good sign of a wrinkles are a good sign of a good life. You know, it's a it's a smile lines. You know what I mean? Those are smile lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Just think of we're not going. I want to age gracefully, but I agree with you. But isn't it funny how you're always when you're younger, you want to be older, and then when you're older. They're like, ah, oh, remember when I was young? You know, that's, like, what I teach, that's what I used to teach my students all the time. Is like, the, you know, that's the trap. I remember I used to walk by this yeah. this uh, pool hall. It was 18 and up. And I wanted to be in there so yeah. bad. I'm like, one of these days I'm going to be in there. You'll never turn me down. And I got turned yeah. 18 I went in there. I'm like, this place sucks. <laughs> and yeah. not only that, yeah. I'm I old now. <laughs> but I could go in there anytime I want. But I'm not going to. I know. Yeah, I, it, I never really went to that is. place it's, ever again. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a trap. It is a trap. It is a trap. <laughs> yeah. And if you, you gotta, my aunt always says, like, like live in the present because you'll never, you already can't live in the past. And if you worry too much about the future, you won't enjoy where you are right now. Right. You have to just be present and try to be grateful with, with what you have and try not to compare. That's something that I have really struggled with, you know, looking at other people and being like, why are they doing this and I'm not? Or how come they're better at this? And it's just such a horrible place to be. And it turns you angry and bitter. Turns turns you upside down. And bitter is a great word. Bitter is a great word. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's great about, you know, what's great about junior college (laughs) And I don't think anybody's ever said something like this, where it's like, you know what's great about junior college? But you know what's great about junior college is that, um, yeah. is that um, you hear all these people going like, uh, I'm going to be out of here in a year. I'm going to be out of here in two years. Yeah. And then they're there for four years. Yeah. Then you're like, yeah. you know, and then you're out of there in two years. It's like, you know, you can't compare yourself to anybody else. Everybody's experience is completely different. And we all have different skill sets. Uh, we all we all have different Absolutely. paths. You know, I you Absolutely. know I, I do, you know what I mean. I I do like the the book uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. When you hear about 
you know, a lot of the really successful people in the world that are over the age of like 50 or 60 that really found their niche, uh, you know, at a, at a really older age. And I'm not, I'm not saying that I desire that. I'm just saying that it could happen at any moment that for you to think that it, it won't is, is, is a limitation of how you see existence because existence is not in the future and it's not in the past. It's in the present. And a lot of times if you don't pay attention to the present, you'll miss opportunities that other people can see. Yep. That's so true. And like, there's a big part of fear in there too. You know, it's, it's really, I, I'm, I'll just do that tomorrow or I'm, I'm not ready. I'm too nervous. I, I'm afraid. So I'm not going to do that now, but you may not get the chance to do it, or you may, like you said, miss opportunities and kind of like yeah. strike while the iron's hot. Right. You, you got to just, no. you got you to just jump on it. You got to just go for it when you yeah. see something, you know, and, and, uh, to, uh, to your boyfriend, uh-huh. that's what I would say. You have to just go for it. <laughs> yeah, don't think we had this... in the water. Cannonball right in. Yeah, you know, Taylor, we've been talking about this whole episode, and it's based around you, man. Stop thinking about the past. Think, stop yeah. thinking about the future. Do it now, bro. Just go for it. It all comes I... back to now. Yeah, you know you're not going to get anything better. This is the best. This is, <laughs> this is, you know what I mean? Like this is the top five in the world. Come on, man. What are you waiting for? Give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said you said it, not me, so it's okay. <laughs> well, I mean it, and he better act on it, and also I want steak. <laughs> so, <laughs> so before, <laughs> and I want meat. Uh, and be, yeah. <laughs> and be, before we go, um, you know, there's got to be some girl listen to this right now of, of any age, really. Like, but you know, but let's just say like 14 years old and she's listening to you right now she's looking at your instagram and your future tiktok that you're going to obviously make and she's looking at your stuff <laughs> yeah. and she's like and she's going like i want to be this person like she's strong she's capable she's beautiful like she's 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 strong she's a uh, ferocious but she's also very sweet what advice through all the conversation that we had today through you know, eating and therapy and physical therapy as well. And, and, you know, really helping yourself and working on yourself. What would you tell her before she entered this game? Well, I would, I can kind of sounds cliche, but stay true to yourself. You know, change, change is good, but only if it's for you. So don't change who you are to, make someone else happy or to make a producer happy or a stunt coordinator happy if that's the route you choose to go. But really anyone, uh, follow your heart, trust yourself, and and you will get knocked down, but you just have to back on the horse, be tenacious, and don't give up. I mean, it sounds, sounds cliche, but you just have to... Be persistent. If you want something, you have to be persistent. Most most things in life that are worth having are not easy to get. So you have to work harder than someone else to get to get what you want. Um, I don't think things are I don't think things are cliche because you know they're repeated by successful people. Yeah. You know, 
You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, you're, you're successful and you work very it's hard true. on yourself. Right? It's I mean, true. it's not cliche just because you're repeating something that works for you and has worked for other people as well to be who they need to be and as successful as you are. You are very successful at a lot of things that you do on working on yourself, working on your family, working on how your brain, I mean, so many people out there don't work even close to how hard you work on, on just yourself and on life. That is admirable. Thank you. Yeah, there's a little OCD in there and perfectionism that can maybe be a good thing, but also maybe a bad thing. <laughs> I don't think that's me. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think without the yin yang, I think you'd be a bland human being. You know, you need to, exactly. you need to have a little bit of you know so a little too. bit. You need a little bit of fighter in there. So before yeah. we go, you know, what, what you know, what are your what are some handles people can catch? I mean, I'm. Honestly, there's only really Instagram these days other than TikTok. Yeah, yes, yes. My uh, my Instagram is Kara G Peterson, K A R A G P E T E R S E N, and uh, and I think yeah, I'm on Facebook too, Kara Peterson. But kind of Instagram is sort of the, my main way of communicating yeah. communicating with the outside world. The face the Facebook thing would be good if my grandma wanted to see you. Yes, yes. That's for my <laughs> for my for my uh my family. My my dad's family in Iowa that wants to see what I'm doing. Well, you know what's really weird is that that's how I really communicate with a lot of the, the stunt industry when I when I get them on the show is yeah. well, I communicated with you through Instagram, but I'll you know, I'll yeah. find mutual friends and I'll communicate through Facebook and we'll we'll to Instagram. But yeah. I, I did I communicate with an old uh, uh, I would stop a person I know to have them on the show. And I've, I communicated through Instagram and that person got mad. That person got oh, really? really mad. Yeah. They're like, you have my number. Don't, don't contact me through social media. If you want to contact me, <laughs> you call me on the phone or you text me. And I literally, <laughs> myself, I don't, ha- I don't have your phone number. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't have it. I mean, it it does seem like it's kind of all the same, you know. Yeah, like, I I don't. Uh, it's communication. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if, if I'm gonna call my mom or my boyfriend, I'm gonna text them or call them directly. Right. But sometimes I sometimes I use Instagram or Facebook like Messenger if I'm trying to submit someone for a job and I can't. I don't know their number. I'll just say, like, Hey, what's right. your number? I'm submitting you for a job. And they yeah. gladly give me their phone number. That's some people, I think, some people are kind of stuck in some. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I think you know, I, I I tell the story all the time where I was talking to you know a friend of mine years and years ago where I'm like, hey, hey, what's your what's your Instagram handle? And she was in the Navy, so I'll give her that. And she's like, what do I look? Like? I'm 13 years old. And I'm like, um, what? And then everybody now has an Instagram, yeah. and nobody has their Facebook yeah. anymore. Yeah. And then we're all on TikTok. Right. And then if I mm-hmm. ask her now, yeah, are you TikTok on TikTok? She'd be like, huh? yeah, I'm like, are you on TikTok? Uh-huh. Like, what do I look like? I'm 13 years old. Listen, in five years, yeah. you're going to have like a TikTok and they're going to be on Micmoc. Okay, idiot. So just yeah, relax. exactly. No, it's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember when Facebook was like the big thing. My face was on the out and Facebook was the big thing. And now Facebook is kind of like, I don't know. Oh, can you remember now that? I mean, I remember. Instagram when, 
My my oh, friend yeah. made my account for me. I was on MySpace. My my friend made my account for me, sent me the password, the passcode and everything and left it alone. And I'm like, I don't want a Facebook. Like I'm happy yeah. with MySpace. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy. I was like, I can have a top eight here. I can have music and my own background. I made <laughs> mine I made mine super customized. That's so sad. I know. I just aged myself. <laughs> but it I sounds mean, so both aged ourselves. <laughs> I know. I it sounds so sad. It sounds like such a sad it story. So <laughs> yeah, but you if know, you listen I, to this in 10 years, it'll be the same thing. Oh, my God. See, this is the problem that I'm having now because there's like I have like 140 episodes. So I'm thinking about yeah. like the future now, of like the future generations listening to these episodes going like, this guy's an idiot. Like, what is he talking about? <laughs> because the, the world's no. going to be so different. Well, I don't know it's if it's going to be. So yeah, it's going to be so different. It's, I mean, some things are going to stay the same. You know, like the therapy mm-hmm. problems, all the problems that they have. Somebody's saying, go eat a sandwich. Yeah. All those things are going to stay the same. You know, yeah. but the the way of communication is going to completely change. I remember when I first started yeah. the show, there were there was no, there were no podcasts out there. I I actually one time competed between Deepak Chopra and the Dalai Lama, and my show came out on top mm. because they had a repeat. They had a repeat of their episodes, so my show was number one. And then they contacted me, yeah. and it was on the front page. I'm like, oh, fantastic! Oh and then COVID hit, and then everybody and their their grandmothers Everyone and their dogs, <laughs> yeah. everybody had a podcast. Literally, this is my dog's and, podcast. Yeah, I know. And they're looking yeah. at me like, so you have a podcast? No, I've had a podcast for a very long time. Okay. Yeah. Like a, I'm like OG a, okay. podcast. Guys. <laughs> I'm okay. OG podcast. I'm DC podcast guy. All right. <laughs> Back off. Oh my God! You just gave me a, a new way of talking. By the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that from now on. That's this is that's BC world. This is, this is AC world. I'm gonna I'm I'm totally hold on totally. to that. <laughs> well, Carol, it was such a wonderful time spending with you. I, lo- I loved listening to our last episode last night. This time, it, it, I was so glad to be talking about so many different subjects, but personal subjects, yeah. things that you know that were yeah. that, that were you know close to you that. Can really can really help out a lot of people and can really help people not suffer. And I, I do think a lot of times we go through what we go through to help people not suffer the way that we did. Mm. So, yeah. you know, yeah, even one make, person can get help from it and maybe yeah. reach out and ask for help. And that's a win in my book. Oh, you, your, your information, your insight was really relevant. And prevalent, so uh, yeah, I, I don't see how you you could not be helping anybody. But I have to let you go because you have an uh, an appointment to go to. So uh, I yeah. really appreciate your time. I really appreciate appreciate you being so kind to the show, answering so quickly, and being on on today, and, and giving us your time. You're you're a great person, and I, I really appreciate you being part Thank of our you. lives. Thank you so much. Oh, so, thanks so much uh, for having me on. This was a blast. Great. We're going to clap you out, but thank you so much for, for everything, and uh, be well, and have good fortune. Here you go. Thank you, too. Bye, Steve. Bye, girl. Have a great day. Well, she's a wonderful human being. You know, I loved having her on last time. I love it. 
<laughs> and Cara, when you when you listen back to this episode, I'm so sorry for cutting you off right there. I I sort of I thought I thought you took off, but um, what a wonderful guest she is. A person so strong. It takes so much strength to be able to open up that way. It takes so much power to be able to admit fault and go through the issues of existence and to work on them. It takes so much insight to know a subject matter well enough to be able to teach it. We talked about a litany of things from BC before COVID and AC after COVID, which hasn't happened yet, by the way. She got COVID two times. Last time we spoke to her, she was having shoulder surgery. She's been tested time and time and time again. And every single time she comes out on top. Why? Because she's lucky? Because fortune smiles upon her face? Because beauty above all else? No. I'm not saying she's not beautiful. I'm saying the strength of character, the willingness to change, instead of behave, by the way, because there is a difference between changing and behaving. Children behave. Adults change. The desire to be different than who you used to be. That's what I hear from, from Kara. Talking about therapy and eating disorders and growing, aging, becoming a different person. This can sometimes be tempestuous conversations. Troubling for some. Some people don't even want to touch these conversations, which if you ever listen to an episode of ours, we don't really touch a lot on. Some people are willing to discuss a lot of their private lives. Some people don't want to open up at all. And that's fine. That's, that's their gig. Carl Peterson is obviously very different. Kind, sweet, honest, can teach a lot. A wonderful human being. We are blessed to have her on the show today. Carl Peterson, thanks so much for being on the show today. We look forward to everything you're going to be on, you know, including the Gray Man very soon, Avatar 2, which I believe is coming out next summer, right? But what I really appreciate today is your honesty and your ability to talk about something so personal to you that I hope it starts a conversation or a discussion in some young person's life on how they see themselves and how they want to pursue their future. Having you on as a guest today was a blessing. And we appreciate your time.
And for all of you out there, I appreciate you. From Greece to Albania to Peru to Chile, from Russia to Mexico to Canada, Italy, Japan, to America. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for taking time out to listen to this episode and to listen to me. It's a tough time out there. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Love your family. Keep the people you trust and you love close to your heart. And above all else, be happy. My name is Steve Pisa. This has been Cinema Files Radio. I appreciate your time. I'll see you next episode.